everybody, and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill. Well, something that continues to go on even after this episode has since aired is memes. Memes have been going on for really about the last oh, 15 plus years or so, and that's the focus of this episode is talking about memes and making fun of memes because the episode that I'll be reviewing this week is Faith Hilling. Um, this is an interesting episode to say the least so let's dive into this week's episode Faith Hilling. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on March 28th, 2012. And our episode begins at the Colorado Republican presidential debate. If you had that on your bingo card, congratulations. So at the time of... Uh, this debate, there are four candidates that are running for the Republican nomination for President of the United States. They are Newt Gingrich, Rick Santorum, Ron Paul, and the person that would eventually get the nomination, Mitt Romney. Now, one of the things that I will give uh, Trey and Matt credit for, and the entire crew of South Park, give them credit for in this episode is the fact that they were able to use the audio clips of that debate for this particular episode so they're using the audio clip of the episode and they are playing along when we see Stan sitting in the audience for this debate. Okay, maybe Stan's interested in the debate. No, instead it's all part of a big plan. And everyone's got their part, and eventually Cartman goes running up onto the stage, pulls his shirt up, and does what is called faith healing. And this becomes news. It's mentioned on TV as they talk about some other trends, planking, Tom Brady hanging, among others. So, at school, they have this teacher, Professor Lamont is his name. And Professor Lamont is trying to teach the kids the dangers of memeing. And there is an educational video that he plays about the dangers of memeing. And one of the memes that they show in this video is Tim Tebowing, or Tebowing. And this was a pretty big fad at the time, because Tim Tebow, at this particular point in time, well, let's just say he was pretty big at this time. Um, Tim Tebow was the starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos and led them 
to the AFC West Division title and then won a playoff game. Yes, he won a playoff game with the Denver Broncos before they were eliminated the next week by the New England Patriots. And then after that, they basically dumped them. They got rid of Tim Tebow because they signed Peyton Manning, which I thought was a real douchebag move on the part of John Elway. And, and, and I always believe to this day um, that it's because of John Elway. I think John Elway blackballed Tim Tebow out of the NFL. Because I want to read to you his stats for the year. Okay, So the year that Tim Tebow was a starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Led them to the playoffs. Played in 14 games, started in 11. Had a 40 was 46 and a half percent on his passes. Threw for 1729 yards, 12 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Ran for 660 yards and got 6 touchdowns while running. He was sacked, however, 33 times during the year, fumbled the football 13 times, and lost it 6 times. But the big thing here is that he did run for touchdowns. He threw 12, so he had 18 touchdowns that year. And again, the key thing I'm going to say, he led the Denver Broncos to a playoff victory. In the play, he beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, which was a good team that year. Beat them in the playoffs. And John Elway, who is the greatest quarterback in the history of the Denver Broncos, let's just say it. I believe in in my heart. In my heart. No, oh, excuse me a minute. So, because Tim Tebow was getting so big in Denver, John Elway, in my opinion, saw that Tebow was going to end up being bigger than him, and he got Payne and Manning and got rid of him. That's what I think happened. And that's why Tim Tebow never really got another chance to play in the National Football League. But, you know what? He ended up doing all right. Uh, he ended up going to play baseball, made it all the way to AAA, actually. Got all the way to AAA baseball before he decided to retire for good. And I, I believe he's doing, uh, broadcast work, I, I, I believe. But, hey, you know what, Tim Tebow, he did himself really good. So anyway, in the video of these Tebowings, <coughs> excuse me. The first one is of these two high school friends. And the guy does the T-bowing on train tracks. Well, here comes this train. The train is so far away and they're like, No! 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 And it's like he has multiple opportunities to get out of the way 
but doesn't, and he gets killed. Then you see a guy and his girlfriend, they're in a car at night, and the girl wants to Tebow. So the guy gets out of the car, oh look, the car's on the train tracks. Here comes the train. No! No! Whoosh! Now Butters is getting scared at this point. He's seen these two and he's screaming. Then the last one, which is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous but funny kind of thing. The kid is T-bowing on top of a wall at a school. And a train just comes for no reason and just kills him. (laughs) It's just so bizarre. So, because of this, Butters decides, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not doing any more memeing. I'm, I'm done. I'm just absolutely done. So, then, the boys are told that they made the front page of the Denver Post. So, they run. They pick up a copy of the newspaper. There's Cartman, Faith Hilling. And then, it says on the paper, Faith Hilling, so late 2000s. And they're like, oh no, we're, you know, like, the meme, like, basically what they're getting is like, the meme is passe, it's done, but they don't believe in it. Meanwhile, we hear that there is a new meme going on, and it's called Taylor Swifting, which is where you pull your pants down, you sit on your bare bottom, and you start dragging your butt. And that's Taylor Swifting. So we go to this restaurant where this kid is Taylor Swifting when Cartman wants to Faith Hill-ing. Okay, that didn't come off well, but I think you guys get the idea of what I was going for. So eventually, this ends up leading into a fight where the boys dominate the kids that are Taylor Swifting. So now we go back to the school, and here's the professor again. And this time, he pulls out a gun. And he puts a a bullet, one bullet, in the gun. And he talks about how, you know, you're playing roulette with your life when you do these memes. So he gives the gun to Butters. Poor Butters. He tells Butters to put the gun in his mouth. And he does. And then all of a sudden these two people come in. And I'm like, oh no, this is going to be like the end of this part, like the end of this teacher. Well, instead, he is pulled out because there's now a problem. Because the problem is now, cats are becoming memes. And the cats are memeing in that they are putting slices of bread over their heads. And it is getting really bad. Like, it's getting real dangerous. And and, and they talk about, like, there's a history of memes. Going back to the days of the Fonz, doing the A with the thumbs up and then they show a picture of black people putting their fists up in the air and then they go back to the Nazis doing the Nazi salute and even going back to the days of the Egyptians on the walls so 
they're saying that this is an evolution and this could end up leading to a war. And then the final scene before you end this first act is Butters is the only one in the classroom still with a gun in his mouth. No one telling him what to do. Then Cartman has a discussion with Mr. Kitty because apparently Mr. Kitty has done that meme of the bread over his head. And Carmen is upset about it. And Mr. Kitty tries to go for him, but doesn't really get him. So, as this is going on, Kenny starts to have second thoughts about this whole meme thing. And maybe it's the end of it. So, they convince him to stay. Meanwhile, news comes out that a new meme has come, and it's endangering kids. It's called Old Long Johnsoning. And what it is, is you just go and you go out, Old Long Johnson! Old Long Johnson! Old Long Johnson! And they show this video of this kid in a batting cage doing it, and he gets knocked out. And then they show that, they actually show the video of this cat saying, Oh, Long Johnson. Oh, Long Johnson. Oh, Long Johnson. And it's like, this, I, I think this video might have been on America's Funniest Home Videos like 20 some odd years ago at this time. Uh, probably Bob Saget had this on the show. I, I, I don't really know. I don't, I don't have the details in front of me right now. So, now, they have this whole problem of, you know, the cats are starting to trend with this meme, and it's like, this could be disastrous. So then, we see Stan, who is not only Taylor Swifting, but he's also... Oh, Long Johnsoning. And the guys see this because Stan is doing this in front of other kids. And Kyle is pissed. He is pissed off. And, like, he, he's thinking that, you know, Stan's a sellout for what he's done. And Kenny actually kind of agrees with him on this. And Cartman is having to hold. Kyle back. So now the professor and I, I guess at this point two officials, they have this the, the old Long Johnson cat in the cage, and they still have the video, which is which is not a bad idea. So every time they ask him a question, he goes, "Oh Long Johnson, Oh Long Johnson, Oh Long Johnson," and and I swear. At some point, the cat sounds like Slowpoke Rodriguez. Remember the Looney Tune cartoons with Speedy Gonzalez, and he had a cousin, and his name is Slowpoke Rodriguez. Th that's what the cat sounds like at times. So now we're getting to where Kyle and Cartman are the only ones that believe in faith healing. So, they do this faith healing in front of a planned p 
Parenthood building. Cartman does the picture, and then here comes this kid and his dad, and the kid's like, what is he doing? And the dad is explaining, oh, he's just trying to get attention. He's doing a very old meme that isn't funny anymore. So then they try to take the picture again, and the doctor comes out, and he's like, hey, do you guys have a time machine? You can help some of my patients out. And then there's this guy driving his car like, why don't you go back to the 90s? And Kyle and Cartman are... They, they, they feel defeated at this point because it's like, th this is it. You know, faith hailing is no more. You know, it, it may be over. In all of this, there's a new meme. And this is shown on the news where there's a guy in a trench coat holding a microphone talking to a camera. This meme is called Reporting. And the guy is reporting on train tracks. And, oh, here comes a train that's very far away. No! No! Don't run me over! Boom. Gets run over. Oh, by the way, it's nighttime and Butter still has a gun in his mouth for those that care. So, now at this point, and we don't see this, but the four boys just randomly get back together and Cartman is doing a new meme where he's Taylor Swifting while holding Mr. Kitty who has a bread over his head saying Olong Johnson and this new meme is pretty popular so now they decide to go to the next Republican debate. However, this time, it is a cat-slash-Republican debate. So, by this point in the episode, it is Ron Paul who's not in it. So we have Santorum, we have Romney, and we have Gingrich, and we have the cat. And they're playing audio clips, again, of... The, the three candidates, and then you hear the cat, Olong Johnson! Olong Johnson! And Stan is sitting in the audience, ready to, you know, make the call to do this new meme. And they have Carmen in position, ready to go. So Cartman gets up on stage. He's got Mr. Kitty. Mr. Kitty has the bread over his head. He starts to pull his pants down. And then he stops. And then he's like, what am I doing? Why, why, why am I doing this? This is not who I am. I'm going to go back to being me. And then, as he starts snapping his fingers... He starts to do a parody of the Sunday Night Football theme song sung by Faith Hill at this point in time as he does the Faith Hilling and everyone starts to do it, including the Republican nominees. And this is kind of their way of like, I, I, I guess saying stick to your guns? I, I 
guess? I really don't know. And everyone is celebrating, they're dancing, and then the reporter is reporting that this is, you know, like a happy ending, and then out of the blue, the train comes by and runs over the reporter. Now, normally, I would say that's the end of the episode. However, if you have not seen, like, if you don't watch it on Comedy Central, if you have either the DVD Blu-ray of this season, or HBO Max, or even Prime, in the credits, and this is something I don't ever talk about, because it's gotten to a point, we're now at the stage where if you watch it, when they run the credits, they just replay a scene from the episode. Here, they show, during the credits, random pictures of cats with a slice of bread over their head. And that's what they play during the credits. And that is the end of Faith Hilling. Um, this is such a bizarre episode. Like, the first two episodes were really good to start off this season. This one just seems kind of put together, even though they do have a good story. They've got a good plot. It's just there are times where I think they're not sticking to the main plot. Like, my biggest complaint, if my biggest complaint with the episode is the fact that after the argument with Stan, Kyle, Carmen, Kenny, and they separate, you they just randomly get back together. Like, there's no scene where it's like, I'm sorry, shouldn't have been mad at you, let's get together. None of that. It's just a weird, random, hey, we're back together kind of deal. And while I understand the whole idea of them going after memes and how they could be overdone and how people, you know, can take a trend too far, I don't think they did a good job with this or with the or with the telling of this episode. So I'm I'm going to give this one a 6. That's going to be my grade this week. I'm going to give this episode a 6. Although, kind of to go back to the T-Bowing thing, it would be just a few years later where Colin Kaepernick would do, I guess you could say, his version of T-Bowing and, well, we can't T-Bow anymore. <laughs> Let's just say it like it is. We just can't T-Bow anymore. Okay, not much reception from this episode, but I'll tell you what the critics thought of this. Eric Goldman of IGN gave this episode a 7 out of 10. Ryan McGee of the AV Club gave the episode a B-. Now to IMDb and see what they thought of this week's episode. Over 2,200 people have rated this episode. The average rating of this episode is... 
a 7.1 out of 10. To break it down into demographics, or to break it down into the numbers, first, 542 people gave this episode a 7. 328 people gave it a 10. 307 people gave it a 6. That's the score I'm giving it this week. And 78 people gave it a 1. Now to break it down into demographics, the average rating for males is a 7.1, with their highest demographic being in the 18 to 29 department, with an average rating of a 7.3. I do want to mention that in the under 18 category, three men gave this episode, and or the average rating there was an 8.3, but it's not enough numbers to say that was the highest demographic, so I'm going to go with the 18 to 29. Meanwhile, with females, the average rating is a 7.4, with its highest demographic being in the 45 and over department, with an average rating of an 8.1. So that is what the ladies gave that episode. And now we're going to go to... The reviews of this episode from IMDb users. And there are three this week, so uh, let's see what they all thought about this week's episode. Uh, gonna start. Okay, I'm gonna start with Ito underscore two, who wrote. The episodes of South Park that skewer pop culture tend to be a little more hit and miss. And unfortunately, this one falls under the latter. The satire was pretty dull compared to the typical South Park standards, and most of the jokes just fell flat. Though, as with most episodes, there were a few jokes that might make it worth watching, including meme trends such as Bradying and a pretty amusing outdated educational film strip, outdated in quotation marks. A handful of jokes a handful of funny jokes aside, the episode suffered from a lack of focus, with too many different plot elements coming into play. It may be worth watching for diehard fans, but the casual viewer should stay away. It wasn't great, but at least it wasn't funny bot bad. Alright. Uh, next review is from BL Jonathan, who wrote the synopsis of this. The boys attempt to rejuvenate an internet meme that has become out of date whilst politicians see the meme culture as a problem. You can tell it's a bad episode of South Park when it follows its own cliches. The absurd news report channel that is repeated at nausea, check. Politicians and officials who act incredibly stupid and yell a lot, check. A satire on a form of pop culture, check. Violence and gore for the sake of it with no build-up. Check. Dialogue, which doesn't make the boys sound like real people, but instead like characters whose main focus is to get to the end of the plot. Check. The episode was very much formulaic, dull, and a letdown. Of course, it's nowhere near as bad as A Million Little Fibers, but it's not exactly saying much. The only decent moments are the return of Bad Kitty, Cartman's cat. Now Kitty is a bad kitty! Now Kitty is a bad kitty! Final review is from Ba-Gboss-C-H who wrote, The whole meme thing was a great concept and I quite enjoyed the beginning of the episode. 
The meme researches who discovers cat evolution was great. Sadly, that's about it. The rest of the episode is filled with what South Park has done so many times already, but this time around, it sucks. Having Butters put a gun in his mouth and having a lot of people die by train isn't funny and really felt forced to me. Also, the stupid adult thing is way too exaggerated in this episode. I remember early South Park episodes where it would be funny that a grown-up would make a naive statement, but in this episode, it's like the whole world are morons which gets predictable and annoying. All in all, I give this six stars because the idea was good and the boys' scripts, especially Cartman's, were much better than in previous episodes. They were boys again, unlike E.G., the previous episode where Stan called the cellar dude to tell him to kill himself. That was the worst South Park scene ever, in my opinion. I keep trying really hard to like the new episodes, but after watching three random episodes from season three, Rainforest, Spontaneous Combustion, and Succubus, I am, for the 100th time, reminded that the new episodes get ripped to shreds by the old ones. Well, I mean, I the, the, the thing with these episodes, and this is one of the things I'm kind of happy about doing this podcast, is going back in time and to see really which episodes hold up. And this is the first one, I think, of this season that an episode did not hold up. It didn't age well. That's the best way to put it. Whereas, you know, if you watch Reverse Cowgirl, if you re you know, rewatch Cash for Gold, they held up well. I, I thought they held up well. This one, not so much. Well, that's going to do it for this episode, but let's get to the quick plugs. You can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97, and you could join our Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast where you could join other fans to discuss past, present, and when they come, future episodes. Next time around, and I'm just going to say this off the bat, this next episode might have been the only South Park episode that when I watched it for the first time, it legitimately scared me. Because the episode is Juba Cabra. That is the next episode on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. I'm Bill, and I'll talk to you all next time.